0: Hello and welcome to the Region 20 Tosta to Team podcast. I'm Sam Gonzalez, the transition consultant, and I'm Sarah Ford, the early childhood special education consultant, or ECSE for short. The Tosta to Team podcast will highlight innovative practices that Region 20 educators are using to connect with their students virtually during COVID-19. Sam,
1: it's going to be an awesome journey along the path of current practices and in instructional continuity.
0: Yes, Sarah, it's going to be a great journey. So join us as we travel through the special education pathway with an early to exit mentality. Listen and follow us on one of the many platforms at which Tots to Teens is broadcast, like Anchor FM, Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, and Google Podcasts. So Sarah, let's get going. And welcome to another edition of Tots to Teens. So for today's episode... It's just gonna be me, Sam Gonzalez, because Sarah is enjoying her vacation right now in the month of July. And so Sarah, if you're gonna hear this, I hope you're having a good time out there enjoying your vacation. And today though, we do have somebody special today. We have today, Tammy Sinclair, who is an inclusive practice consultant at Region 20. So she's a good friend of mine that works closely with me. So we're gonna hear from her today of what she does at the service center and how she is working with COVID and responding to COVID, not only as a consultant, but also as a mother of three children, four, six, and 15. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about how she is going through the COVID-19 quarantine as a mother, working out now that we're in summer and then also what she's working on at region 20 to help prepare families teachers educators to get ready for the next school year as we're still kind of unsure of what's going to go on with covid so i hope you continue to listen to the podcast hope you enjoyed it and so today i want to introduce and i already did actually but have her introduce herself tammy sinclair
1: hi sam i'm so excited to be here thank you for inviting me Um, I am one half of the Inclusive Practices team, uh, along with Bianca Cole, and um, I'm super excited to talk about this, I guess, both as an educator and a mama. I think kind of our whole theme or slogan this whole time is giving a little grace, showing a little grace. I think that's my life motto. Um, We've really talked about, you know, how we've had to pivot so quickly and turn these sessions virtually that we all I think need a little grace right now Um, and so when we communicate with teachers in these sessions we tell them it's okay to show your faces it's okay if your hair is not done it's okay if your kids pop in it's okay if your cat runs across the screen because chances are that might happen to one of us Um, and so we've really just been trying to make those connections with teachers and and um
0: you know, Tammy, and you're exactly right. I've gone through the same thing also. You know, and if I've mentioned in some previous podcasts, I also have two kids. I have a 13 and a 15-year-old. And you're absolutely right. You know, I think one of the highlights of my training class was my front door magically opened up and my dog ran out. And I screamed to the boys, to, hey, the dog took off. So that's a reality we're in right now. And I do like that saying you have um, with about the grace because that's, you're, you're right. You know, a lot of us are still working from home, you know, and some of us are are still being parents, you know, with the kids now, whether there's in summer school or not. And I know one of the things that, you know, came out, that's just, you know, I think right now from the world of being a parent and also an educator sometimes is, we kind of see both sides of, you know, I know, I don't know if you, if you've seen that post on Facebook where it says my response to people ask me what school going to look like. And it's just some shoulders shrugging their shoulders. Yeah. I think as educators, we get asked that a lot, well, what's next year going to look like, you know, and we honestly don't know nobody has the answer what next year's going to look like, but as an educator, people think we have insight to what TA is doing, but you know, we're still making those real decisions too is do we want to send our kids back to school or do we mm-hmm. want to do the online option? Um, But for us, you mentioned it earlier, Uh, tell me a little about how was your transition with what you do at Region 20 to, I guess in the sense Zoom?
1: Sure, so we, uh, Bianca and I immediately met with each other and knew along with Amy, our coordinator, that something needed to be done to support the teachers. And I think that right now, teachers are so overwhelmed with resources. Um, TEA had an amazing list but there are a ton of them. Um, Region 20, we responded well and there were a ton of resources on pages. There are so many things out there for teachers that when we met, Bianca and I met, we decided that we would start vetting and filtering through resources and turn around sessions called VCSS or virtual content specialization and support sessions focusing on ELAR and math. So English language arts and reading and then math. And within those, we talked about specially designing instruction because it's so important right now that we are still providing FAPE to students. And we hear a lot about documentation, document, document, document. A lot of things that we were hearing that, well, I document that we called and they're not answering. But when, we're ta- when we, as special educators, talk about documentation, we need to document best efforts of providing FAPE. So how, not only did we call, but what was our plan to provide FAPE? Whether they answered or not, we should still have a plan in place.
0: Yeah, you know, you're exactly right about that. And that's one of the things that we're trying to give that information to the teachers. Because, you know, teachers do turn the service centers. And again, I think, and I know you and Bianca did a great job of converting this over to Zoom. As for myself, all of my sessions went to Zoom sessions. You know, now I'm doing everything virtually with my trainings. One of the things I did was I went to weekly uh, TED meetings. And TEDs are the transition designees that the districts have. So we're kind of keeping up to date. But one of the things I think that we did for teachers was we kind of filtered some of that TA information, because it was a lot and if you don't know where to look for you're just kind of scrolling and ta has done a great job with their page um to update and keep the kind of the state of texas aware of what's going on in in, in in the education world and so i think that's one thing that we've done very well from all aspects of region 20 that we've done you know even from my end as a parent you know the communication the school has been giving us um one of the things that you know we we're or we were doing was you know the, um, the commissioner or ta gave um the uh, okay to do a sports camps. So, you know, the sports camps opened up, but you know, a lot of question comes in, well, if there's sports camps, are you gonna do go to school? Um, so lots of different things came up from both sides of it, from the parent side and from the educator side. Um, I know for me, uh, one of the things that um, I did, you know, when we first converted to online learning, you know, I was just kind of that hardcore parent. I was getting the kids up still at seven o'clock, making them log in, make them do their work. Where after two weeks of that, you know, I was like, hey, let them sleep in. As long as the work's done by noon, you know, that kind of works. Now, also, you know, one of the things that we've talked about on some podcasts from the parent standpoint is my older son has a 504 plan. So how was the implementation of that plan going to take place? You know, a lot of the parents were doing their, were, were, now became the student's accommodations person, the modification persons. You know, I would make a joke that I was my son's oral administrator. I was going to read paragraphs <laughs> to him. I was helping him do all the other part. Um, and so it was good seeing that part because you, you kind of, in a sense, have an appreciation though sometimes for what the teachers do. on campus now with an IEP or with the 504 plan. Um, And then what I do in the world of transition, a lot of my uh, pivoting to a kind of a sense of 180 was older kids that have jobs. Well, if you had a job at HEB and your IEP goals are based on your job, well now HEB is closed and you can't go to work, What's that look like? So it kind of goes back to what you just mentioned about that documentation of faith. What can we provide? What can we do at home to do that aspect of it? Um, So a lot of different things changed here in the world with COVID, you know, and again, we still, the unknown is still unknown to us of what we're going to do. And I still get that question to ask of what it's going to look like. Um, I will say, you know, I think if you find them, there's some pretty good uh, Facebook pages for teachers that are out there that are national where you can get some resource. You know, um, I have a few friends that I know that are on there, but you know, you also want to make sure you want to vet your sources also of what they're, of what they're doing. And so, yeah. So tell me a little bit about how was the transition with you, with your, with your four and six year old.
1: That was challenging because for a while the school was, we were texting my girls go to a charter school. So it's a little different than, my son, which is in a in a public district, and we were texting and communicating and emailing back and forth. And so one of my daughters, my four year old's in pre K, and my six year old is in kindergarten. Um, and having to create Google classrooms for them that wasn't something that they typically used. They did use certain work programs, but they didn't have Google classrooms and things like that. And so the really cool part about that is I was able to not only be a parent, but also be a consulted and provide some technical assistance for them. And we worked through um, primarily Google Slides, so taking whatever they were going to do in the classroom and flipping that and making that virtual for them. We also used um, the Circle Engage, I think that Sarah and Priscilla actually shared through their um, some of their trainings. They had put that out for parents and so I actually, as a parent, I shared that with their teachers and it it was really kind of this beautiful relationship that started there that we hadn't really crossed before i tried to be really clear that when i'm here i'm a parent and so this honestly has opened up so many different possibilities and when we look at it i think another thing we need to focus on is and i want to say maybe this is temple grandin i'm going to kind of paraphrase a quote of hers Is we need to focus a lot more on what students can do versus what they cannot do. I really think and hearing feedback from parents and from teachers and seeing it with my own kids at home is that We're we're trying so hard to meet all of these needs, not really thinking about our students receiving services. A lot of them are already using these technology based applications resources and things like that. So who better to excel and show all the amazing things they can do in this digital learning they're able to already use google extensions for all accommodations because it's something that they've been doing in the classroom so unfortunately that doesn't happen for everyone but we did see that there was great responses from our students that were receiving services rec- uh, receiving services because it's something that they're used to
0: yeah uh, And I would agree with you 100% with that because one of the things I learned is with my own kids, with Dylan, who has the 504 plan, my son, he started using technology that already has, like his phone. Um, And if, I don't know about you, but I know my Google expertise isn't where it needs to be. Zoom has definitely been a learning experience for me also. But Logan, my younger son, he was great at Google. He knew Google better than I did and was helping me kind of learn Google. He was actually complaining about the teachers because like, oh, the teachers aren't doing this right. Oh, I can't access this part. And I was like, hey, well, slow down, buddy. Because one of the things that we all learned is teachers we're learning how to be online teachers also. It was on a whim that now all of a sudden we got to teach online. And what does that look like? And that's a concern I think people have going forward. And like one of the things I was telling some friends is, well, next year in the fall is going to look very different because now we have a better strategic plan for the districts to do it versus, Hey, we got to do this really quick. And so you're absolutely right with kids, you know, doing what they working with what they know already. And that's a strength for them and picking up on that. And then, you know, in a sense too is, you know, I kind of had the attitude with college, in a sense is as long as the work's turned in and that kind of gave them a lot of freedom of you know and both of my kids were very well at kind of planning their day you know planning their day I can play video games for this time then I got to work on this you know and the teachers had their um their google classroom meetings or whatever they had um to do that so that became a very uh part, you know, in the sense of the kids executive functioning is kind of figuring that out, you know, on their own. And they kind of let them them realize, hey, you know, I remember one Sunday, uh, my son was turning everything on Sunday because it was due. Um, and so, but he built that time in there. So yeah, it's good to kind of hear those things that you're doing that you've learned also as a parent, because you know both of us are parents, both of us work at the service center. I um, mean, we see that transition of what's going on with the service center. And so one of the things, again, you know, for, the, for all the listeners out there, you know, definitely keep you know, tap into to the service center uh, uh, for service for classes you might need, whether they're going to be virtually and if we, we get back to face to face, keep reaching out and looking at as the educators. So we just want to kind of tap that in there. Um, that you guys can see both sides of it. And so, I mean, so what, what is something amazing you've heard of so far with summer, with what's going on with, with your kids that you've that you, that been doing?
1: For a summer? Yeah. So, so far, I'll say what I love is just the difference in the amount of time that we're spending with each other and really trying to discern that that was school. And so what we did during this time of the day, exactly what you're talking about, executive functioning, but yes, we're at home. But right now that we're in school mode. And now that it's summer. It's like home is home Mom's still working. This is kind of my I'm set up right now um, at my dining table with my green screen in the back. That this is mama's workspace still but you're upstairs. That's you. You guys can play. They're upstairs playing Minecraft right now. Um hopefully I can say that out
0: loud, Minecraft. I don't know. <laughs> sure, why not? My kids play Fortnite.
1: Fabulous. You know, it's it's all
0: it's all on there, it's all online. So yeah. which is absolutely you're right. And I will admit, you know, we've been at home now and lucky enough to be able to work from home. Yeah. I kind of do miss the office a little bit though. I kinda miss the office a little bit, kinda missing, you know, seeing the environment that's over there. Um but yeah, I do appreciate, you know, being able to work from home and I hope teachers are able to adjust to what they're doing. And so again, I just want to say, you know. Just keep on trucking along, keep on what we're doing. I'm hoping the podcast will let you see different ideas that we're doing. We've had a lot of great teachers on the podcast, and we're going to continue to have a lot of great teachers on the podcast coming up. So if you guys are out there listening, send us some names, some great teachers that have been doing great things through this COVID-19. And I want to thank Tammy for being on today and giving us a little insight of what it's like being a Region 20 consultant. And probably working with one of the greatest teammates and myself, Sam Gonzalez. I do appreciate that. And Sarah, I'm going to give Sarah a shout out because Sarah wasn't able to be with us today because she's enjoying her vacation. So I hope she's having a good time and we'll get her back on the net podcast. So everybody out there again, please continue to listen to us. We're on all the platforms. Now we are on Apple. We're on outcast. We're on Spotify. So check out those different platforms and listen to listen to teams and share this link with your friends. And then we see you guys in in a, the next podcast. And Tammy, thank you very much for being on. Continue to enjoy summer. And uh, hopefully we get to see you in the office in a month or two. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.